You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 66. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. I'll just get the hot takes out of the way. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas is trash. He's not actually that good. They're better without him. LeBron is trash. The NBA is trash. The product is trash. No one's actually as good as they are. No one's as bad as they are. And the Spurs are trash. Derek and Steve present... Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Tiger Woods. This guy was, was a complete jackass. Our first gut reaction was the obvious one. Why is this Mexican food? <laughs> the Boston Celtics are your 2017... NBA, only team to not get swept by the Cavs or Warriors, yes. champions. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 66 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Steve, is 66 unlucky, or what do you think? Is 66 it, does it count if it's 66, or no, does it need to be triple six? That's a good question, Derek. I appreciate you putting in a little effort to get out in front <laughs> of the uh, question that you ask every time. Yeah. The answer is no. Sixty-six okay, cool. is not unlucky. That's good. Um, it's two thirds of an unlucky number, because sixty-six is unlucky. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so even though this is two thirds of an unlucky episode, I think we've got a good episode lined up. I think so too. I think so too. So it's gonna be quick. <laughs> Damn it! I shouldn't have said that. What? We always say that. We always say that. Well, no, yeah. Well, we do always say that. Yeah. We always say that. We can't say it's going to be quick. We don't it's know. Not gonna we don't know it's it's going to be quick. super long and boring. And you, know, you know why we can't say that? Because it, it's and, never and, and quick It's anymore. not an indictment on whether or not we achieve that. It's not. Like, like there's nothing wrong with us shooting for a quick episode and then having it be long. Yeah, but, it means we had good but conversation. But the problem with us saying it is that we can never win. Like, if we say it and they already saw that it was quick, it's like, okay, he's telling me the truth. It's quick. Yes. But, like, most of the time – it's long. Most of the time it's and long. And they can always see how long it is, so we don't have to tell them it's quick. I messed up, and this no, no, is only no. making well, no. it we, longer. We both messed up this all the time. This is only making it longer. Oh, I know, I know. We need to get moving to make me not a liar. <laughs> all right. We can just keep talking about it. Then no. you'll, be, you'll be automatically no, no. wrong. 66 is not unlucky. <laughs> Let's move along. All right. So first up, actually, we've got, so we've got three periods today, BC update, pop culture, and then sports. Um, there's obviously two big sports going on, um, a few interesting things in pop culture, BC update, I think we'll kick it off with we have a tailgate. We have a tailgate again, um, as usual. We always have a tailgate, but we officially are back in again for the 2017 season uh, on Brighton campus, which is where we have been now for the last two years, um, which it's weird to think that, we were, that we've were we now spent two years on Brighton campus after we spent – I think we, well, we spent three years on Sheffield, I think. Did we? Or no, maybe it was I two. I think it was two. Maybe it was two. Yeah, actually, it has to be two because we've only been out for four. It's two. This will be the fourth. This will be a third year on Brighton. This will be third. This will be fifth Brighton, season out. Fifth season yeah. out. Jeez. Yeah. Brighton is a game changer. Brighton is yeah. a place to be. If you want in on the tailgate, uh, let us know. If you want to just come to a game and experience yeah. the tailgate. Yeah. Let us know as well. Yeah, because uh, so so you know the way we generally have always done it with our tailgates is that we sort of we split the cost of the tailgate pass among all the regulars of the tailgate, the people that show up to most of the games that are sort of considered to be a part of the tailgate. The it's gang, basically the gang. You know, it's basically just asking the gang to contribute to the tailgate pass. Um, and then, but but there's but there's no there's no cap on who we say can come to tailgates. Anybody who wants to come to our tailgates, you let us know. You pitch in some money for us to pick up the food and the and the beer. Or you bring some of your own because on Brighton campus it's much more relaxed. You can bring your own stuff. Yeah. So if you don't want to pitch in, just contribute some materials, and uh, you know you can just either way just let us know. 
obviously the season's a ways away, but um, everyone's welcome. Everyone's welcome to our spot. Um, one change is coming this year. Big uh, change? Because we got we because of our prowess at this medium, we got our friend into business school. Oh, yeah. And so our friend Murph, as we've talked about many times, yeah. uh, solely due to our podcast, is going to business school. Unfortunately. And as a result, he won't be in our tailgating uh, environment yeah, anymore. Yeah, so we're going to have to adjust. Okay, and, and and that eliminates one car because we had two cars and now we'll have one. So You know what I always say, Derek? Champions adapt. Champions do adapt. And I think we're champions. I think so too. So I have a good feeling about this year, not from our football team, <laughs> but from our tailgate team. I think we're going to go undefeated. But I will tailgating. say, I, I think that's accurate. I think we are going to go undefeated in tailgating. But I think that June, um, for as as bad as June weather has been so far, June is the month that I start to blindly get, regain my BC optimism for football. Oh, yeah. So, I, I I am the even keel realist yeah. of our group. Yeah. I usually try to, to pull the rope back a bit because yeah. you guys start to – foam at the mouth yep. which is good you, ha- you have to be have rabid fandom but you, there's got to be a middle ground I, I, I will say it's my, my <laughs> and we haven't been really good or i've been good or it's i've been tempered a little like i i don't i don't envision a shot at winning the acc um but my optimism grows you know yeah. I, I have optimism that we will be better than last year so yeah that, well that's where I'm, that's <laughs> i hope so too hey we um, won a bowl last year so we did what can you do? We did. That's true. Um, That's speaking true. of BC football, uh, BC UConn at Fenway this year is the Fenway series. Correct. Last year it was Notre Dame. Was that last year? That was two was years ago. Two was years ago. Yeah, that was two years it ago. It was two years ago, BC Fenway. It's an away game for Boston College. Right, just so, like the last one was. Just like the last one was, and they deck the whole place out in Notre Dame gear or yeah. UConn gear. It, it's really kind of embarrassing yeah. being in Boston and having – the whole Fenway area yeah. dedicated to the away team, which is in yeah. your hometown. Yeah, it's um, but it's it's actually a good thing for Boston College that it's an away game because you don't have to travel and it's an away game. Yeah, it's, you, right. All your fans you actually get your go. home games. You get your home game still. It's just got yeah. that weird away atmosphere. It is weird, and I know that I know that fans don't really care about the money the administration gets, um, but financially, it's much much better. This is an away game because. You, if you sacrifice one of your home games for this game, you lose all the concessions, you lose all the a lot of the ticket revenue because a lot of that's going to go to the Fenway Park, uh, the Fenway Group. Um, BC will you, you still lose make, a lot of it. BC will yeah. still make a ton of money off of it because right. they charge. Last two years ago, they charged for the ticket and then right. a, a forced and then a donation. donation. Right, exactly. So it, they're still going to make because their money. of their yeah. limited number of tickets. Now, um, now one thing that is certain is that this. Uh, has the possibility of being different than the Notre Dame one in the sense that Notre Dame was giving up a home game and Notre Dame generally sells about 80,000 tickets to their home games. Mm -hmm. That's not the case for UConn. So um, it's possible that BC – in fact, I would expect BC to get a larger set of tickets to this game than they did for Notre Dame. I feel like UConn could be our next rival. It could be, and and that's why I have a little bit of optimism that the the surrounding atmosphere of Fenway Park might not be so heavily UConn. It might be – it might be BC UConn, like, and, and, and that they wanted to make it a thing. Like, I, I could see Fenway wanting to have this be an annual New England rivalry. It is kind of sad, though, that UConn is our equivalent in it skill is. level now. It used well, to be Notre I mean, Dame. Now it's it, so I, I, I don't think they're there yet. I don't. UConn's well, not an equivalent, but we, we were, it's not Notre it's, Dame. It's anymore. not Notre Dame, right? We're closer rival. We're, we're closer to being a rival of UConn than Notre Dame. That's true, um, but I, I do think it's also partially because. 
uh, you know, seeking a geographical rival, yeah. I think. Um, and there's no sport. There's no sports there's in no, New England. Yeah, any there's good no ones. good football team at all in New England, yeah. <laughs> um, including BC. But, <laughs> um, but but no, there's no there's no second competition that's really close yet. UMass and UConn are both attempting to get there. But I mean, BC has played those teams in the past couple of years and has not been challenged by them. And and this is a BC team that has not been competitive in the ACC over the last few years. And UConn and UMass have not been competitive facing them either. So um, those schools have a lot, a long way to go. So it certainly benefits them if this becomes a rivalry, a yearly thing. But you know, more so, I think it's just I think Fenway, the Fenway group clearly wants to have more events at Fenway Park. They've yeah. been doing. They've it's been a, adding I mean, it's things. a great idea. They yeah. do the the winter big yeah, air the ski jumps. Yeah. They do the hockey games. They do college hockey games. Yep, they had soccer there a few times. Yeah, so I think it's a great idea. Um, although it, because it's a away game, it's not included in right. season tickets. If you've bought mm-hmm. season tickets, so look into getting that game. As it, mm-hmm. I went to the Notre Dame one, and it is mm-hmm. a blast. Yeah, um, it is weird it being an away game in Fenway because you figured right. it would. Yeah. Uh, everything around you feels like it should be a right. home game, right. but there's celebrations when UConn score or, or when yeah. Notre Dame score. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's a great experience, and it's yeah. um, so it's November 18th this year. Um, should be a little chilly. Will be a fun uh, November football game at Fenway. Yeah, absolutely, and that actually is uh, right before Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving's the 23rd this year, so. Um, Right before Thanksgiving holiday, you got the BC UConn Fenway game. So cool. start planning it uh, out. That'll be fun. And then the the last other note is that uh, a few game times did come out for BC. So they will open the season at 9:30 p.m. on a Friday night uh, against Northern at Northern Illinois. So interesting time there. Um, for I that say we throw opener. a party for that. I think that would be a good idea. Because that's be like a, a legit party time. It's yeah. not like a oh, it's going to get in in the way no, of it's us like, going out. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, legit. This is what we're what we're doing. Yeah, it's nine thirty. It'll be nine thirty to like one a.m. or twelve thirty or one. Yeah. you know that's when the game will end. Is around twelve thirty one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so there's that. Uh, the Notre Dame game is at noon, which is a little bit of dis- a little bit of a disappointment. I would yeah. say that it's already established that's at noon. Um. But it will be a big game is, uh, are, facing th- Notre there's Dame. There's no flexes in college, right? There. I mean, well, so. There are, except the, I'm fine I, with I that mean, being a noon game. Uh, so, so getting the, up early, like yeah, really, yeah, yeah that's yeah, I fine. mean, yeah, I mean, daytime games are still especially fine, if we you know? win, we'll have the if all there's a good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- there are flexes, I guess, but like really, there's generally not because they don't set the times until about the week before the game. So that like they kind of build in a flex of like they'll pick the games as they happen for whatever reason. A few of the BCs are already set. Um, the FSU home game as well in November it's is at Friday, 8 p.m. Friday, it's night. Friday night or Saturday night? Friday I think it's Friday night. night. Um, at 8 p.m. So there's there's been there's a few good um, times that have been released there for BC. Um, night games are always feel it, it seems like there's more energy, yeah. and, and if they're on national TV, it's always a bonus for exposure. Yeah. So um, so some good uh, good news there schedule wise. Uh, even with Notre Dame being at noon, I think it could still be fun. So uh, there you go. BC having a few little tidbits of info as we enter the kind of prime time of the off-season workouts i assume yeah for, and then martin jarman starts teams. yeah that's right he's get, really... he starts to get into full bc swing this month right um so we'll keep tabs on that and see how he starts as the new ad right. and any uh developments there yeah and i would expect we you know i think around the next month or so would be when if there are any uh, we would know about changes to football game day policy or anything like that that get implemented this year. I wouldn't expect massive I, ones. Was but this true or not that he was um, instrumental in 
allowing he, alcohol at yeah. Ohio State. He was, yeah. He, he, he spearheaded the, the effort to sell beer at Ohio State's stadium. Um, I, I don't a, know the all the rules. We should it, look into if like, cause cause there's obvious positive and positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. How long do we know how long that beer's been selling in Ohio I, State? I don't know. It's interesting because it's, co- it's it's a weird dynamic because yeah. it's a college stadium. Right, right. I'd be interested to see any sort of statistics from that whether yeah. or not like, dis like underage drinking arrests have gone up or down like yeah. whatever the the statistics you yeah. need to find are yeah i would be interested to see that and then can start considering i that would for, too for i would too Be- i mean you know having gone through school as both underage and of age you know during our time at bc i would be very interested to know how what effect that would have yeah um there's, there's certainly plenty of arguments you can make for it making it a safer environment i think so too i think there's less like oh my gosh irresponsibly Sneaking in a lot of stuff, and people will will get into the game sooner because yeah. oh, the only, that, the only reason thing. you're waiting is is so that's that you can get one. a few more beers in. Yeah, that's a huge one, and and for me, that's one of the biggest pet peeves of BC envi- sports fo- BC football environment over the past several years is that there's no incentive to go into the game, and it's a big problem when it's a big game, yeah. and and the and the stadium's empty. Like it's a really bad look, especially when the game's on national TV. And it feels like unless it's an eight thirty p.m. game, there nobody's in there on time. Yeah. Um. So definitely some interesting things to watch. And, and I mean, obviously that's that's not going to be. Not, he's not going to come in. You know, come in hot hey. and say this is my first <laughs> hey item guys. on my agenda. Yeah. Let's get beer in the stadium. <laughs> yeah. But um. But if if that's what he did at Ohio State, if he pushed for that, then I would expect him to consider it over the next few years at BC. So. Cool. Well. Um. That we should have more developments on that coming soon yeah absolutely so um so that's it for the bc update very uh few topics but a lot of debate <laughs> yeah on those two topics um so moving into pop culture derek we haven't done a tv oh yeah. we haven't reviewed a tv show as it's happening in a long time we used to do that with um orphan black we did it with uh the game bachelor of, game, of thrones, game of thrones but, yeah. what else oh um making a murderer we did yep. so we've done a few like that I don't know if we need to do The Handmaid's Tale like that, but we've started it, yeah. and we're three episodes in, and it is the new show everybody's talking about. Um, it's on Hulu, so you need to have Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can Is it a Hulu original? It's a Hulu original, okay. and you need to have a 30-day trial to watch it, or you need to have Hulu, which right. barely anyone does. <laughs> right. um, but you can do the 30-day trial and, and crank out, I think there's eight episodes right. so far. Um, so what do you think? Three episodes in, what do you think? So – I think it's uh, it's a, it's a really interesting show. Um, it's very heavy. It's like, heavy. You can't watch. This is not a low maintenance show. Um, yeah. It's you. You can't binge watch this show for sure. Oh, we have yet to um, watch two in a row. No, you can't. And I don't know if I could. Yeah. Um, regardless of whether I'm like like, and that's not an interest level thing. It's not like a this drags on thing. It's like a. I don't know if I can watch more of it. And, it's like and you so, need to. Ex- expend a certain amount of emotional energy yeah. to watch it. Yeah, and and uh, do you want to give a brief overview of what it yeah. is first? Um, so I'm going to be one of those people who says, like, oh, I read the book too. But yeah. I, I did – we read the book right before this in uh, my book club because we knew it was coming out. Um, it's about a – I don't want to say dystopian future, but it, it is very near yeah. future. Um, women are basically – um, slaves to men in this society, whether it's your servant or whether you're um, basically a sex slave, yeah. or uh, you're basically you're tossed into 
the outs, outlands where your face melts or whatever the yeah, or, scary thing or, is happening or, somewhere else. Uh, one of the common ones is that they're all surrogates. They're basically forced surrogates for, forced surrogates for, for, high, for yeah. royalty so uh, there's, wives. Similar to children of men, there's an infertility uh, epidemic. People can't get pregnant anymore, but there's a very small subset of women who can. They are turned into these forced surrogates. Um, and it's really creepy but weirdly realistic and it, the show goes into how it happens and it happens so slowly and diabolically and then and then up to up until it's actually happening and, and you're following Alfred who's the main character in her I don't know I don't in her life yeah. in her terrible yeah. life um, so it's very heavy it's would you say it's realistic or not realistic I don't know. I mean, so a lot of it's realistic, but there are times, and and, and it's it's dangerous to say it's not realistic because yes. like because there's nothing like physically or like scientifically unrealistic about it. Exactly. It's it's one of those unrealistic like I could never I could never imagine this could happen, but things like that have happened in the world before yeah. in history. So um, it's not unrealistic from that standpoint but so it but, makes but it's you, it unrealistic makes f- to the point where i would be like i cannot imagine this ever happening in today's exactly. society but it, it yeah. makes you have that feeling the entire time you're watching is like oh this would never happen yeah but then that's kind of what they want you to think yeah like that's what the show's built around and then it, it shows you slowly how it happens and everything's kind of normal mm-hmm. everything just continues to slow they they use a line in the uh, in the show if you were boiled to death in a bathtub with, with the degrees went up one degree every ten minutes, you would be dead before you before you knew it because it just slowly boils and boils and boils. Yeah. So it's it's a very interesting concept. We're only three episodes in, yeah. and we have these all these weird. It doesn't feels. feel it. It, it does not feel, feel it. it. Three episodes feels like I'm three years like into this show. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I know how it it ends, and uh, so I'm not gonna comment on the actual storyline of it. Mm-hmm. But three episodes in, we are way deep into the book already right like way right. way beyond where i thought we'd be mm-hmm. which is good cause which I, means they've which means they're also adding a lot um exactly to the show like which, they're sort of not just following into a script which was one of my biggest criticisms of the book is that they and not to give anything away but they don't really push for this grand finish mm-hmm. it's just more about the this world mm-hmm. and how it happened. Right. I think this show is pushing for like a big finish. Yeah. Right. Right. Which I'm excited for. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's so. if you haven't watched it yet, you don't have Hulu. I would. I mean, you can find a way to get Hulu. Yeah. Everyone can find a way to watch TV nowadays. Yeah. Um, but give give the first episode or two a, a watch. Yeah. It's it's very unique. Um, and it, it probably isn't for everyone. No. I, I, mean, I mean, like, it's definitely not a show that I could assure somebody that they will be comfortable watching. Like, I I mean. I don't know if I'm comfortable watching it. It's cringeworthy. Like, yeah, it is. It is. But it's not gruesome. No, it's not. No, no. It's, it's like, not scary, really. Yeah. It's just. It's it's kind of cringeworthy. It's, it's cringeworthy. Yeah. It's just deeply upsetting. Yeah. So, it yeah. is. Good. I mean, that means it's not how talk. I usually describe good shows. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, there it is. There it is. Handmaid's Tale. So we'll we'll continue to update you as we watch more of those uh, on Hulu, as Steve mentioned. So. Anything else on that? Closing That's thoughts? it on Handmaid's Tale. Alrighty. Um, moving on, we will barely touch on this, and I think hopefully after uh, we're editing this, by this time you're playing 
Are you ready for some football in the background <laughs> of this section? Yep. Or at least start it right now. Um, Hank Williams is back on Monday Night Football. Are you ready for some football guy? Uh, he was removed, I think it was four, three or four years ago, maybe five years ago now, for some pretty pathetic comments about Obama and, and the liberal elitists. And, and ESPN's been having a hard time with their NASCAR demographic recently. Yeah. They're, they're being uh, touted as too liberal. Whatever, whatever the reason they're bringing him back is, it's nostalgic. I'm fine with it. As long as he doesn't make a fool of himself again, <laughs> we get the Monday Night Football song back, which is fine. Yeah. Do you have any opinion? I on have that? no opinion on that. I I agree with the nostalgia. Um, it's. I hope that the same song is back. Um, I hope the same song's or back. At least it's a just, rendition of it. If you think too hard about it, you start thinking like, you know, for ESPN to, to make two decisions like that. To fire a guy who wrote one song for their Monday night team yeah. and then feel obligated to bring him back a couple years later. There's so much weird politics and decision-making yeah. into a stupid decision like that. Uh, well, yeah, but I and think every decision that ESPN makes is stupid. That's so. true. <laughs> so this might be a bad decision. Uh, but either way, we'll get the song back at least for this year. Uh, get ready for some Monday night parties. Yeah, there you go. And uh, ESPN's competitors, such as Sunday Night Football and NBC, all do those intros and like work a lot on those intros and ESPNs have not have been non-existent I yeah. think so that might be a part of their of their reasoning there too so so that's it Hank Williams coming back uh, with some are you ready for some football music uh, next topic HBO HBO's leftovers is finally over apparently I didn't yeah. know this but you just you just mentioned I it wrote here it down. and apparently it had a good ending yeah if yeah. It, if a tree departs in the forest does anyone care <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know if anyone still watches The Leftovers or not. I don't either. Um, I, I saw some – I mean, I literally just opened the internet today, and it was like, Leftovers, finally a good ending good to – Yeah. Wow. They said it, it was – you learned what happened to the that people. That is amazing. Yeah. So I see we – I'm not so even I joking. Ha- I honestly – well – We should watch the last episode. How many, how many seasons was it? Three. Three. Three is like just – And we've seen I, the I first would, season. We've we, seen the first we, season, and, and so I watched like four well, episodes first, of season two. It's garbage. Oh, first season one was terrible. Season one was terrible. Actually, I want to check what season one got because – I mean, it's interesting. It's just the J.J. Abrams lost uh, thing where he doesn't answer any questions and you realize it halfway through the show and it starts to sicken you every time they bring up a new unanswerable question. Uh, So So season one – Apparently the ending is fine. Season one of Leftovers got 81 Tomato meter and audience meter, both 81. That seems too high. It does seem too high. But, but while you're watching it, you'd probably give it an 81. Right, while you're watching it until the ending and you were mad. Yeah. Um, now, but, so I did tell you this beforehand, that season two was better when I was watching the first few episodes. It was it didn't hook me not to continue, enough, but, but to it, was, it was significantly two. better to me than the garbage that was season one. Season two got 93-92 splits on wow. Rotten Tomatoes. that's something. And now I'm about to check season three. Season three got ninety eight, ninety two splits. Wow! So, I'm not. I don't think I'm willing to commit on watching the finale yet. Because uh, you think you might. I watch might the... watch the show. Wow! I might. Um, well, let's do that. I'll watch the finale. You watch the show, <laughs> okay. and we'll see. We'll meet in the middle. <laughs> okay, that, I think that sounds fair. <laughs> we'll have a comparison. Um, but anyway, so that my my thoughts are that would be awesome if it actually is good. Yeah, um, I'd be I'd be very happy that a cool, unique idea with crazy, crazy things happening. Yeah was fully wrapped up with a bow on top. Yeah. It would and it would lend some 
it would give me some hope for yeah. the for the future losts well, TV right. shows. And, and the reason, let's be honest, the reason that season one of Leftovers was garbage was because it was lost, and, it was and we lost. knew that Lost didn't answer any questions, so we had no hope or expectation that anything would get answered. I was angry. Because they didn't answer anything in season one, and they yeah. just kept bringing up new things, and that's why we hated it. I thought it was so, they, like thought I was dumb. Yeah, and so I'll, I'm happy if that if those get answered. If if the last two seasons well, of the not, show... Let's not jump the gun. Yeah. I won't say everything no, no, no. Yeah, answered, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. but yeah, I just heard yeah. it had a good ending. Yeah. I, I heard people are not furious. If people liked the ending, I assume... A lot of people compare it to Lost as well. Yes. You know, and other shows like that. True Detective is the same way. Um, Ish, yeah. Like shows that just like pull your strings but then don't do anything about it. We've been so accustomed to it that we say the show is bad now if season one is like that. As you should. Right. No, no, as you definitely should. Yeah. Um, but, you know, going on the on the Lost uh, example there, other seasons can impact the way the show is even if one season is really good or really bad, you know, so – I think I might try it. I'm gonna try it now that I, I, now that I have this piece of news. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Talk to me after. <laughs> um, moving on, another crazy piece of information. Uh, apparently, Bachelorette Rachel Lindsay dated Kevin Durant at the University of Texas in college. Crazy. Crazy. Just crazy. How? I don't know. She, well, she was a basketball player. She right? was a basketball player. So that's how. But, but it's weird that. It has to have something to do with, like, you don't just get randomly chosen to be a celebrity. Correct. You don't just get randomly I'm chosen guessing. to be a celebrity. Because The Bachelorette is about as random of a choosing to be a celebrity beyond, like, the Kardashians yes, as you is. can get. It is. Because there's not much skill involved. No, it's just you're picked to be a celebrity. You're picked for yeah. all <laughs> for all of a – what is it? How long are you in for – a couple months yeah and then all people care about is your relationship and she was in a relationship with kevin durant yeah all, the, the, so, the thing is about your life and your relationships and your love right and so the more surprising thing to me that so i haven't been watching the bachelor at, at all so this is the bachelorette yeah the bachelorette yeah so, um either have i so i haven't been watching that at all but what would be surprising to me is if this just like surfaced because someone randomly discovered it and then it popped up this this I think that this is like halfway through yeah. the show. But so right. So it if, just came if, out yesterday. If this was revealed on the show, do you know if it was or no? That I don't know, and I doubt so it. So if it was, it would not surprise me as much because I would say they this was a factor in her being chosen. Like yes. like like the, you you dated Kevin Durant. I cannot wait till all the bachelor at contestants hear that you dated Kevin Durant. Yes. So it would surprise me if this is However, not a factor on the show. Because she was on The Bachelor, I believe. She was one of the right. contestants like, she last I think year, she was, and yeah. this just came out. And so that's selective as well, apparently, even though it's not as selective. Apparently it's... it was a pretty serious relationship. Interesting. Yeah. So So I'm overall I'm not surprised that, it, that that's true. I would be surprised if that wasn't played up in any way by the show. This is the story um, that we care about <laughs> that has to do with The Bachelor. <laughs> and it has to do with Kevin Durant. And it has to do with Kevin Durant. <laughs> if we can fit sports in there at any time, we'll do it. Um, huge other news. I didn't write this down, Derek, but I want your opinion on this. Oh, okay. So I walked into my office. A lot of people in my office watched The Bachelorette yep. and said, what's something we can talk about on the show that I won't have to have watched the show to talk about? And she said, uh, one of the guys has a girlfriend, and she showed up to the mansion <laughs> <laughs> and started and like said, hey, 
Rachel, FYI, like this guy's my boyfriend. We're dating. <laughs> and and he had to try to talk his way out of it. And he was like, what? I don't know. Who's that? <laughs> like, so that happened. I, and I don't know if that's the exact story. That's just kind of how I picture it in my head. Huh. But that that happened. And then he had then he went back later that night after she kicked him out, obviously. Yeah. Because he was dating someone. <laughs> yeah. And he came back and tried to, like, save his skin. Just salvage that. He tried wow. to make wow. it back onto the show. Wow. So my reaction to that is that my theory is that the Bachelor producers, the Bachelorette producers, whatever, um, <laughs> yeah. have some type of fear that a- ABC is going to drop them. So they're trying to appeal to MTV. That's the that's that sounds like an MTV show. That's an MTV show. That sounds like what happens on every MTV so show. Actually, it's getting way more staged. It's yeah. one of the more staged shows out there now. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I don't know that for sure because I don't watch it. That's but a theory. But when we yeah. were watching it, it, it's when they went to McDonald's for a date, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh wow, I can pick two. I can pick breakfast at any yeah. time." Like, yeah. dude, we get it. <laughs> You're sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a very. How they're. What this is like the fifteenth season or something. Yeah. It's yeah. They they can't come up with they're coming up with new things. Well, that aren't if they realistic. didn't stage things, then people would like not have things to talk about. There can't know? be that meant like that much drama all the time. If you left that show unstaged and unprovoked, it would be so boring. Yeah, it would be so so boring. Imagine like, us on the Bachelor on the or Bachelorette. Yeah, it's like oh hey yeah like I'm a pretty nice. Now guy. granted, like, granted yes they they really use that filter when they pick the people to pick the crazies, but like even still it's like. Okay, so she would say, "No, you're crazy. I'm not picking you." <laughs> like, yeah, like that would be pretty easy. To yeah, do. it goes both ways, and they, they, it's a one-way street. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that happened. Yeah. So there, there's your there's bachelor your bachelorette analysis. analysis. Yeah. We'll come back with some more hot takes next <laughs> yeah. week on the bachelorette. All right. Um, other final than that, final topic in um, pop culture. Final topic, pop culture, Derek. It's everybody's favorite. It is Taco Bell news. So. This is unconfirmed Taco Bell news. This is hot off the streets Taco Bell news. <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little silence at the beginning of the sound effects, so it's always tough to time it. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> a Cheetos quesadilla is what people are talking about. Wow. And there hasn't been much. It, it's being tested, I think, in like Argentina or Colombia mm. or someplace where a Cheetos quesadilla would exist. <laughs> and it... I don't know how I feel about it, because the picture looks like a regular quesadilla with, no, with Cheetos with in Cheetos it, in it <laughs> which is total. I love that you're being innovative. The Doritos Locos Taco changed the game. It. You, you, did you hear the stat that the Doritos Locos Taco created five hundred thousand jobs? <laughs> no. Because it it boosted Taco Bell sales so much. In the next, in the following two years, they opened X amount of Taco Bells and. Hired X amount of wow. staff and it created five hundred thousand wow. jobs. If I heard that anywhere else, I would. I I trust you on all Taco Bell news, but if I heard that from anyone else, I would ask them if they got that from the president's Twitter. I would, <laughs> yeah. I would ask them that. Yes. No. That is that is verified. The number exactly five hundred thousand is not confirmed, <laughs> but it did create a crap ton of jobs. It was like yeah. an economic, wow, boost. That's that's yeah. that's unbelievable. I don't see that happening with the the Cheetos to quesadilla, and I'm still trying to think of a good. Name for the Cheetos quesadilla, yeah, the cheesadilla, the quesa quesa Cheetos. <laughs> still working on that. So that is that is unconfirmed. I think it's still in the workshop stages, but keep your eyes peeled uh, for the quesa Cheetos. 
So it's in the prototype, Kizuchiya. being prototyped. Prototype. Beta yeah. testing. Beta testing. Yeah. So there you go. That's news. That is the Taco Bell news. Um, and I think, is there anything else on uh, pop culture? You want anything else? That's it, Derek. That's all on pop culture for all me. Right. All right, time to move on. You know what that means? Sports. Means it's sports time. You're supposed to say now moving on to sports. Yeah, and true. Then true, do it. True. But it's okay. we'll get it. Yeah, we'll get there. We're still getting the hang of this thing. So, um, so there's two main things going on in the sports world. Uh, two championship series in the NBA and the NHL. Obviously, uh, we can. What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the NBA? Let's the start NHL? with the. Let's. I don't. So, the NHL's on right now. Yeah. So we can't say much about it. Let's touch on right. the NFL or NHL really quick. Okay. So the NHL is. So, so, I would say this is clearly the better series. Although it also started out two nothing, um, the way the NBA has uh, at home, two at wins home, at home, two wins at home. So the same way the NBA. So maybe that talks some Cavs fans off the ledge a little bit. The series started out two nothing with the home team winning. Uh, the Predators are playing against the Penguins tonight at home in Game Four. Again, Steve mentioned it. It's going on right now. By the time we finish the podcast, and by the time by the time you listen, the game will be over. But it's not over for us right now. It's only the first period. So. Uh, what I will say, uh, Nashville. We said this before. I want to go to a playoff game in Nashville. The, Dude, I mean, the the and, and I I'm gonna compare it to like an like a Sounders hockey or a, sound, a Seattle Sounders MLS game. Just a rabid fan base who hasn't. Well, maybe not comparison to Seattle because they win at um, football, but right. just a rabid fan base that hasn't won anything yeah. in. Forever, a long time. Yeah. Like, when was the last Tennessee champion? I, it was um, the Super Bowl. It's they didn't win. And they though. didn't win. It. Yeah. It's it's been a long time since Tennessee has had a championship. They, I mean, their teams right now are are Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans, Memphis Grizzlies, and the Nash, Nashville Predators, and uh, none have been good. They've had a few other teams. Uh, Oilers. Tennessee, uh, the Tennessee Volunteers have won a couple championships, but not at the pro level, obviously. Um, at the pro level, they the last championship was a long time ago. I don't remember when. So yeah, and so this this fan base is riled up. Yeah, um, and I think that's true of a lot of mid market cities. Like if you like, you saw Toronto in this yeah. playoffs. Yeah, like Toronto goes nuts for basketball. Yeah, because they haven't been good at it, and they're yeah. finally good at it. So yeah. parity in the in any sport is gonna breed this kind of yeah rabid fan base Definitely. which is what you need i mean tampa's a lot that too and with uh the lightning yeah the lightning got good in a city of really bad sports teams for a long time and it became the city's sport yeah. now tampa is a hockey town they host the they host the frozen four every couple of years they have just become a hockey town and that can happen to nashville because there's yeah. not much else going on if they win this they're going to be a predator's town oh or, yeah or, and a they probably state. already are yeah. i mean j- just based on this run at least for the near future they already are yeah. and um, just the. And I mean, it's great. Yeah, the th- sport I mean, needs that. They, they won on five to. They won game three five to one. Just like had an, they had an explosion about halfway through the game where they broke out and scored a few goals, um, and the place was just going nuts. You know, every time they score, and it's just like th- in hockey you don't see this as often. You know, in basketball you get a run, you, you get a, the crowd gets into it, and it's like you know the next shot is going in yeah. because it's a run. Y- you get this weird feeling watching the Predators that they're going to score again. Like that doesn't happen in hockey. Like when, like when the crowd was going nuts after they tied that game and finally broke the ice last game, you like you knew they were going to score like, like relatively soon because of the way the crowd just was buzzing. The place and, was and, rocking. And, and like one turnover in neutral ice, and they're only at the red line, but you're like, there's going to be a scoring chance here. And it's 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 
it's crazy. I mean, I haven't seen a crowd like the Nashville crowd in a long time. Um, obviously, we're just watching on TV, and there's only so much you can you can draw from that. But just seeing it on TV, maybe the fact they're all wearing the same color and that they're all waving towels and stuff, maybe that impacts it. But it just looks like a crazy, crazy yeah. environment. Speaking of the color, this may be the worst <laughs> yeah. color matchup yeah. of any two teams in any sport. Ha, not, ha, ha. not just playoffs, not yeah. just championships. Yeah. Just any teams in any sport. Yeah. playing against each other, this might be the worst matchup of colors. I think I'm going to take it a step further as we transition and say that the four teams remaining combine for the worst combination of color matchup in the in that we've seen in a long time. Now, I know that the I know that the Cavs and Warriors can have a decent color matchup when they wear certain uniforms. Yeah. But every all four of these teams have prominent yellow in their uniforms. <laughs> yeah. Prominent. Matching yellows is tough. It is. It is. And I mean like the, the Cavs, Cavs don't wear Cavs yellow very Warriors, often. Yeah, Cavs Warriors is the ca- when the Cavs go with better. their black jerseys. Black jerseys it's, it's definitely great. better. Um, um, yeah, but no, but this is yeah. uh, this is definitely the worst. Yeah, this Preds, one's bad. Preds this one's ones. real bad. Um, so we're all we're all rooting for the Nashville. Preds, yeah, the Nashville Every, Predators. America is rooting for Nashville. I think yeah. we still haven't confirmed that, but oh, Ooh, Nashville just scored. Right and they just scored. That's huge. So uh, so we'll see. Hopefully, this is a two-two series, and next week we're talking about either. I think it'd be over by next week, but either that or maybe an exciting Game 7 or something coming up. So, yeah. actually, it should be over by next week. Um, go Predators. Go Predators. So, that transitions us into the NBA Finals. Uh, there's no game tonight, so what what you're going to hear is accurate and up-to-date unless something crazy happens. <laughs> oh, no. It'll be um, up-to-date. Most likely not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the Warriors are up 2 nothing on Cleveland. Uh, sparking... Whether or not fairly, sparking a lot of criticism about how bad the series is. Now, um, just the, the the disclaimer and the quick reminder is that last year was similar. Last year, there were a lot of blowouts in that series, and Golden State went up 2 nothing at home, and Cleveland bounced back in one game three. So, I mean, th- that's the talking off the ledge for anyone who's, who's yeah. completely thrown out the it's NBA. It's just what you, have to ta- what's what you have to talk about right yeah. now. Yeah, but having said that, um, this doesn't look good. What, I don't know. It's it's tougher for a neutral fan to have confidence this year in this turning around versus last year. Yeah, because um, last year was the Cavs doing every little thing they could to squeak it out and win. Yeah, and that was with without Kevin Durant on yeah. the other side. And now they have a very good. I mean, Kevin Durant had an amazing season, but he is lights out he's in the playoffs. He's not missing. He's so, not missing a shot. Uh, he's not missing. He can. And this is what I think we talked about a little bit, maybe in the preview of the series is that Durant can shoot over everybody in the league. And so if he's hitting that shot from everywhere, there's not a lot you can do to defend him. Um, on top of that, there was there were several stretches of game two that was just the sloppiest basketball oh, yeah. that I've seen, you know, especially from two teams like this that are so, that are so good. And so that's another just bad look, I think, that you can have such sloppy stretches of the game and both neither team is capitalizing on it, and then eventually it just comes down to talent winning out with Golden State. Um, beca- yeah. I mean, because you see Steph Curry pull up from the hash mark and hit a three, or Durant, you know, just shoot over LeBron James for three. It's like as good as as good as some possessions are for the Warriors basketball wise. It's still coming down to exactly what everyone knew it was going to come down to, which is that this team is way too talented. Way too talented, and that. There's no defense anymore. Like, no, there's not. <laughs> how can how can you let up 134 points, and even remotely consider winning? Yeah. Like there's no chance the Cavs score 134 yeah. points no. in any game. And and we, 
we mentioned that. So we had a sound clip that will probably be in an upcoming intro. But we, one of us, I, I don't remember which one of us said it, but we said that a traffic cone would would coach better than yeah, Tyron Lue. You said that. Um, it's. I mean, the Cavs have done nothing to slow down the Warriors' pace. So here's at my all. here's my casual observer game management change. They hit 18 threes. Golden State. Golden State. Playoff, NBA playoff record. They blew you out by the three-point line. If you take away 18 points and make those twos, I mean, and they miss a few of them, like, I would love to see the sabermetrics on stopping them from shooting threes. And I know that's harder than it sounds, but it's also, like, your only option at this point. Don't let the Warriors shoot threes. Yeah. Make them come inside. I know you don't. You only have Tristan Thompson as your only big defender, and he's not even that good yeah. at defending in the paint. But you, you're not going to beat anybody if you hit eight, if they hit 18 threes. Yeah, I mean, so it's certainly true. Do you play um, way outside? I don't know. I mean, so this is where this there's is where no you, coaching where adjustments you, from Tyron Lue. No, there haven't been any, and that's at all. That, that's the, that's the problem. Um, now. Uh, Golden State, I, th- I believe Golden State attempted 106 shots in game one, which is, I mean, and 89 in game two, which is a little bit more reasonable. But th- th- for me, it's – first let me touch on the point about the three-pointers. You can obviously try. I think it's easier said than done. It's 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 tough to make those adjustments against Golden State because, yeah. like, like you said, they, they have guys that can drive to the basket on you. And, and so, yes, if you convert those threes into twos, there's – less points on the board there but if they're making them at a higher clip then you're you're washing out anyway so that that's one point but for me it's the pace I mean 132 points is like I know they were hitting a lot of shots but when was the last time that you saw LeBron James as tired as he was when he came out of that game in the third quarter that he Tyron Lue is just like oh LeBron cover the best player well so yes for for 45 minutes so yes but but that is what he has to do with LeBron. I mean, LeBron has to be on the court most of the game, and he's going to have to cover Durant. For me, it's a pace thing. Like you gotta, you gotta stop turning the ball over. You have to stop attempting fast break and missing missing shots. Like you need to slow the game down and run half court offense. I mean, in the first half, and I don't know if you had the same takeaway, but in the first half, watching LeBron steamroll to the basket was he was it was at. It was as unstoppable as I've seen him driving the ball. Now I'm not saying he was making the ball, but I mean speed wise and like power wise and just from a foot speed defense situation, you couldn't stop him when he was driving in the first half. No. And they just had their foot on the pedal the entire first three quarters. And he was he was gassed. Yeah, he was cause, done. Because the game plan was and LeBron to run and gun with the Warriors. Yeah. And, put, and put your head down and, and yeah. get a layup every single play. And that's not how they beat them last year. And and so that's where I think Tyron Lue is doing a terrible job coaching, but that's not surprising. Not surprising. Um, so, oh, stepping away from the actual gameplay is this is bad for the NBA because I listened to the, the last I listened to the last episode, and that's what the takeaway from us was: the, a Warrior sweep would be terrible for the NBA. A non-competitive Warrior sweep, especially, would be terrible for the NBA. Now, uh, I don't remember what I said I wanted to happen. Did, did I remember to, what did I say I wanted? You to happen? said Warriors in seven. That's what I said I wanted? Yes. Okay. Because I realized and that then I changed I said, my mind. Then I said, well, if it was a sweep, who would you rather have it? Who would you rather have sweep? And, and I, you, I said Warriors You also, said Warriors But also. that I would rather Warriors in seven, right? Yes. Okay. I changed my mind on that. Okay. As, as I was watching game one. 
and I, I want this to be a non-competitive sweep because I because it's it's well documented that I hate LeBron and I hate Durant. Sure. Um, and I hate the NBA for letting this situation come come about. So the only way that I can have, for me, this is my personal view, that I can have all three of them have a bad light shed on them is a non-competitive sweep, and that includes <laughs> Kevin Durant for yeah. me. For me, I think that a non-competitive every game blowout sweep reflects badly on KD. Yeah. I do because because if it's such a blowout like that, then it's like look how easy this. So was. everyone's like, "Congrats, dude!" Like, exactly. Everyone's ring. like, eh, "Okay, here, here's yeah. your ring. That's cool, man." And then everyone's gonna they're all gonna take less money and stay together. Yeah. And win the next eight championships, and there's gonna and it's gonna lead to massive reform of collective bargaining in pro sports. But that's that's for another topic. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so that was a little quick nugget is that I changed my mind on what I want. And now you want the And sweep. now I want the NBA to go down with this. I don't want I, the NBA to be able to hang their hat on saying, oh, look, this was a great series. I understand I don't want it. the reasoning behind it. It's still a tough take. It, yeah. It's, it's, still a, it's still a hard it take. Is, it is because you, you should always want the most entertaining series, but I, I don't want – oh, sorry. <laughs> I just saw that goal that Crosby scored. Yeah. Uh, I don't want the NBA to be able to hang their hat on anything for this. I, I want them to have to address it. I want them to have to make collective bargaining changes to prevent things like this from happening. I don't want the NBA to be able to – to say, you know, hey, these are this is just a great rivalry. To, you know, yeah. like they have too much they can no, fall I, back on. I get it. I get it. Um, so that's where we stand now. Like we said, it's not a series till someone loses right. a game at home. You're never in trouble until you lose a game at home, and then game seven matters. Well, well, right. But if you're in game seven, anything can happen. Exactly. So, yeah. so that is yet to happen. Um, steal a base, steal a taco is still a thing. <laughs> so or steal a, a steal game, a away game, steal a game, yeah. steal a taco. Uh, still hasn't happened. We don't get free tacos yet. So the Cavs are technically still in fine shape. Yeah. It doesn't look that way from right. the previous two scores and the previous two games. But that being said, you should be able to win at home. There have been many, many times in history that a team has looked like they were going to lose a series and then yes. won. So, including um, last year. Including a lot of times. Yes. Yeah. So. so I am not worried. I'm not really rooting for either team I, I i prefer lebron to win over steph curry just because he's the lesser of two evils to me at this point in their careers so i don't know well it, there's not much to say about it yeah. it's really it's really yeah. weird that there's not much to say about it yeah besides okay here we go yeah this is just, this is important yeah it's wednesday's important <laughs> yeah 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 i don't know i don't know what else to say i mean this is what people this is what this is what the joke was when he signed. This is this is what the everybody joked would happen when he signed. And yeah. It's gone exactly the way that people thought it would. So, um, I don't know. There's nothing else you can hope for except for whatever you want the outcome to be. Exactly. <laughs> now you just got. There's nothing you can analyze. I mean, take your medicine. Th- th- one team has been really good. The other team's been yeah. also good, but just overmatched so, by a super team. On so. a separate note, I was looking for a new acronym for NBA. <laughs> Similar to NFL had the No Fun League, which is the now fun which league. is the now fun league. Do we talk about? Do we ever talk about that? Uh, I don't think so. So we can talk quick, about it later. But we'll talk about it later. But yeah. NFL has reinstated celebrations, which is huge after yeah. touchdowns. You yeah. can use uh, the football as a prop. You do can team, do team group celebrations. celebrations. Just huge news for the NFL. Very happy about it. So it's the now fun league. Um, the NBA is now the uh, newly boring association. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. <laughs> So it's not – it hasn't been always boring. <laughs> it's not the ABA. But it is newly, newly boring. newly boring. Um, not big appeal. Not big appeal. NBA no. never being amazing. Never being amazing. <laughs> That's good. No biggie, am I right? 
you're right. That's the one. Uh, the next big artichoke. So we started to run out of ideas there. So we're going to stick with newly boring association. Yeah. Yeah. You got a better one, let us know. But it, I was really racking my brain to get yeah. an NBA acronym, and I, that was the best I got Yeah, was newly boring association. Yeah. Just like the NBA, there was you know, not a lot to choose from. So There you go. Um, also, Steph Curry double dribbled. He did. In that play that everyone's freaking out over. He did. So why are people freaking out about whether or not it was double dribble? It was. It was an um, obvious double dribble. So he, and the thing is, like, he didn't even make LeBron look that bad. No, like LeBron played great defense, and got beat. Like yeah. that happens. Yeah. It wasn't like Rudy Gobert spinning in circles, <laughs> and yeah. LeBron jumped at a double dribble pump fake. Yeah. Steph Curry put both his yeah. hands on the ball, pump faked, which yeah. anyone I'm surprised yeah. he didn't go full fledged into the air. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, that play needs to be stricken from the records as a look at Steph Curry versus LeBron play, I think. Yeah. Because um, that's been replayed a ton. And, yeah. Like, I don't care if, if, like, show the LeBron missing the dunk as much as you want because that actually happened. That matters. <laughs> he just blew a big, stupid dunk. But th- I hate that there, that's going to be, like, the play that defines this finals. And it was an obvious cheat. I don't think it will anymore. That's, uh, I, I think now that it's – surface that it was a double dribble i think that will be played less i think so i, I think the freak i've already out, seen an episode i've already seen a commercial for game three about it and that's i'm the, guessing that was made before all the outrage yeah i'm assuming i don't know i mean maybe not i would i would be very surprised now that it's well documented that he double dribbled it that if i would be surprised if that wasn't stricken from the record as far as like highlights highlight reels go strike I mean, it from the record so i object um, cool yeah well that's it that's the last piece of sports unless you have anything to say I, about the uh Cavs Warriors got final. nothing else to say. We'll be talking about it next week. It'll either be over or it'll be better. I don't know what is there like probably one game in the next seven days. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, they don't play very um, often. No, it, it should be uh, doing a quick check. It will be next week. Let's see, Cavs Warriors next week. Monday is Game Five. So wow. So they don't play very often. No, they um, don't. Game Five will be going on during our next one. So there's. Two games before then. All right. So it'll either be over in a sweep or we'll be talking about game five. So cool. um, well, that's yeah. it for sports. A little tidbit about me. Um, I'm going to Toronto on Thursday. Oh, yeah. You are going to Cape, Cape May, May this, weekend. On this yeah. weekend. So we're both away. We'll have reviews of our respective places um, for you Monday. Yeah. So keep, keep your ears peeled for yeah. next Peel. Monday's Toronto Cape May review. Keep them peeled. Keep them peeled. Key Sounds like Keep them peeled, yeah. Um, all right, that's it. That's final it. Drive. Final drive. You want to go first? Second? I'm going to go first, first for the final drive, Derek. Okay, cool. Is that okay? That is okay. Cool. So you and I both watched a documentary this past weekend called Dumb. Uh, it's on Hulu, so we've been riding the Hulu train for a while. Um, if you have access to Hulu, I very, very, very highly recommend this documentary. It is explicit. It is. There's nudity. There's curse words there's just gross things it is basically the birth story of the tv show jackass so johnny knoxville bam margera steve-o uh chris pontius all those guys and how they got their start and it was through a magazine called big brother which basically was a skateboard magazine that their only specifically only goal was to be as nasty and gross as possible they wrote articles like how to do crack and just like really really weird crazy stuff and people loved it because it was just not the norm and it took off and they all got really famous 
and they started just turning this magazine into a video, and it became What is Jackass? And it's just a very, if you grew up around in that time, which you most likely did if you're listening to this podcast, it really is a throwback. It's just so nostalgic to see those guys young and doing such stupid stuff to be famous. <laughs> and there's no group of people on television right now that has earned their fame more than those guys. No, no, no way. Especially after this documentary. Yeah. All of those guys deserve the fame. Whether or not you respect or like what they did to get it, they there's there's no one else who went through more physical, emotional pain. Yeah. Except for maybe Kim Kardashian. Except for maybe Kim Kardashian. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so I highly recommend it. It's called Dumb. It's about an hour long. It's very explicit, so just be prepared. But it is a riot. It is super fun, and I highly recommend it. There you go. I also highly recommend it. It was very, very good. Um my final drive is a little bit of a PSA. Um, so I had a recent experience going to the DMV slash RMV. I think it's technically an RMV, but uh, they're all called interchangeably DMVs and RMVs. I'm not really sure what the difference is. But uh, this is where you have to go to get your license renewed or to do a to pay a ticket or you know something along those lines. Uh, so I went last week to get my license renewed because uh, it expired on my birthday earlier uh, at the end of May. And this is a good uh, good PSA. The RMV is run well now. Um, I know that sounds like a miracle because people don't go to the RMV very often. Your, your license expires every like five years. And the last time I was at an RMV, I was 21. I don't even know if like Twitter existed when, at that time. <laughs> um, and like it was brutal because I waited for like three hours to get my license renewed behind all these people that were like trying to pay a parking ticket or like arguing it or like didn't know what to do or didn't know how to go online to do it and all this stuff. And now there's an express line that's like if you have your stuff ready and your application is printed and you filled it out already, you go in this line, you hand them the paper, and then they send you over to one of the like 25 windows. There's a ton of windows. And I was called, my number was called before I even sat down in the waiting area. They gave me a number. I didn't even sit down. And then my number was called. And then I was, I, I did the eye test. I did, I got my picture taken and I was done. And that was it. All right. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a surprising PSA. And maybe it's not the case with all RMVs, but the one in Boston um, at Haymarket is actually run well, um, which is the most shocking thing that I've learned this month. So Huge news. That's it. That's, That's great my news. Final <laughs> well, now you know. Now I know. The more you know. The more you know. The more you can be prepared for, for that type of thing. So Good stuff. Cool. Um, that's a wrap on a episode wrap. 66. Wasn't as unlucky as you thought. Was definitely longer than I thought. Yeah, it was longer than you thought. Uh, less lucky, less unlucky than I thought. So yeah. we both missed the mark there. We both missed the mark. But yeah. it wasn't our longest episode. Certainly so, not. So. Still can be. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could sit here and talk for another, like... Should we break the record? I think, I think to break the record, we, what would we need to talk for? Let me look. I don't remember what our longest one is. We need to talk for like 11 more minutes, I think. So it's a pretty long time. I talk. could talk for 11 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't want I, to. I don't think I want to. All right. Do I. See you guys next Later week. Later days. Bye.